feel spooky oh yeah oh my god cool so what what film are we watching this week or watched watch yeah i just finished watching the curse of frankenstein from get out of here right now get out of here right now okay who directed it terrence fisher <gasps> and starring peter cushing hazel, hazel court hazel courts and robert urquhart and of course, Christopher Lee as Frankenstein's monster. Or, yeah, the creature. The creature. Yeah. So I was incredibly surprised because I'm not one who delves into horror films too often. And especially ones that kind of came out in like the 1930s, 40s, and 50s. Like I think they're kind of like dry and bland for me for the most part. But uh, this one I was very, very uh, stoked about because there was a large implementation of gore and it was shot in color. And... Yeah, uh, it was also a really kind of low-budget film. You can tell that right away. But for being a low-budget film, they do a lot of interesting special effects and gore that you just didn't really see in the 1950s. And I was very, you know, like, oh, this is going to be a good time. So you want to talk a little bit? Yeah, so this was really, for its time, this was kind of the first, you know, fully full-color, shot in Technicolor horror film to feature... Well, and uh, to a mainstream one. audience, you know, on a large mass scale and throughout the like a worldwide release of, you know, blood and gore. And it kind of had a lot of I mean, at the time, I guess a lot of people were even saying that these kinds of, you know, kind of gothic horror films and stuff, kind of like the Universal movies, shouldn't ever be shot in color. And this movie kind of proved all of those people wrong because it was a huge success. And it was kind of the first installment of the hammer horror film series so yeah which i was also not aware of so that's basically the uk equivalent of universal then or yeah so they basically kind of revamped uh a lot of the universal monsters and then they kind of shot them in technicolor uh in in england at the brace studios they kind of did uh frankenstein uh dracula the mummy all the classic universal monsters and then they kind of did their own movies series two of different characters uh, and they did it all throughout like the mid to late 50s into the 60s and 70s and then i think just recently they kind of started to bring back hammer horror like in the like 2011 or 2012 they started to make new movies again okay now i will say this like you know by gore standards that people are used to today like this is actually pretty tame but it again just in the context of films before all the goriness kind of happened like even because recently i've only been watching the films for this podcast and other podcasts um so i've just been kind of in shrined in like 40s and 50s like tame Hayes code type stuff and now i'm just like oh, how dare they how dare they? this <laughs> gore <gasps> how scandal like i'm i'm actually in that mindset now where i'm like oh my god mom i know mom I- <laughs> I've been doing the same thing. And then when I saw this, I was like, wow, I can only imagine what they were thinking in 1957 when they saw this. 
um, half the population was like burned down the studios, and the other half is like, <laughs> we need to see more and more and more. The other half is like, this is the future. It's unholy. Um, yeah, but, but, you, I, but aside from that, though, the gore was still kind of impressive. I mean, like the yeah. blood didn't seem super fake. It was, and nice I like, and I like how like with the creature too, with like uh, Christopher Lee, and and all the makeup and all this, the special effects that they did with him. Even though it wasn't super high budget or anything, I kind of like how they enhanced it with, you know, they had like color contacts or the eyes and yeah, different I mean, things like, that, that show up in Technicolor really well that w- you wouldn't have been able to pull off in black and white. Yeah, so he looked disgusting of, yeah. to see. But uh, what, the criticism on like the creature in particular, though, is like when you look at his neckline, you can tell that's just like they didn't go like further down his neck. So you can just see like, oh, yeah, this is clearly makeup. Yeah, um, but like the color contacts, that was a cool touch where it had like the one eye kind of like all kind of blacked out. Yeah, out. yeah. I didn't, I noticed the creepiness of that, but I didn't realize that was like, oh, they put color contacts. I thought that was just Christopher Lee looking ugly as fuck. <laughs> yeah, um, that's his actual eyeball. Yeah, apparently. Um, <laughs> so let's see, uh, other interesting things. So one cool part, like the observatory, or not the observatory, uh, the um, laboratory that they're working in. Um, it kind of is reminiscent of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, some of the equipment that they have in there, how it moves, and even the coloration of it. And I'm kind of wondering, I didn't really do research into the film and, you know, other subsequent films that were based off of it, but it does seem like whoever was doing set design for Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory definitely got a lot of their ideas from uh, this film or associated films. Yeah, uh, so they kind of they use a lot of bright colors in this film when they're doing kind of like the experimental stuff. And he's doing the experience in the lab. They have like you know they have like a bright blue and a red and green. So they have they kind of really experimented with the whole color palette. Which yeah, is cool. but I mean even even the uh, equipment that they use like yeah, even their, like that that freaking like wind chime type deal. With this type yeah, of color. it seems like you see a lot of that in like the Char- uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie. Uh, yeah. So I just thought that was interesting. And then the acting overall, too, like, it seemed Yeah, Peter Cushing did a good job as, as Dr. Frankenstein. Well, yeah, and I mean, like... This is kind of... I Robert think this Urquhart, is probably his first breakout role, too. Robert Urquhart, I thought, was really good as well. I mean, like, you know, clearly, like, a lot of the female characters in these films, like, they're, they're, it's not a whole lot of depth to them. They're just kind of, like, side characters, really are just kind of like presented as love interest there's not a whole lot of depth to them but i mean that's most films so i'm not really gonna shit on it too yeah hard for that. well and it was all told from kind of a first person pers- well it's kind of a voiceover narration first person perspective of kind of this is dr frankenstein telling his story which i thought was really cool and it was a different take on the story from the other adaptations of frankenstein i'd seen because it's kind of yeah he's in a prison and he's kind of presented as Kind of, oh, well, he's this crazy person ranting, but he wants to talk to, you know, this priest and tell his story because he knows the people. Oh, and he's a he's a terrible character at the end of all of it too. I mean, like, uh, he's very self absolved, um, to the point where he doesn't care if he's going to kill people or maim them to get what he wants, his you know life's goal. So that kind of selfishness I don't like, but I don't mind people being selfish generally. It's just when it's at the expense of me or someone I care about, then it's like, yeah, well, you you suck, you suck. Well, I thought the movie did a really good job of showing the progression too, because it, it kind of starts out where it's kind of him as a little boy and he's just kind of looking for a teacher. And so he puts out this ad and he's like, oh yeah, I'm Baron von Frankenstein. 
he's like, and then they're kind of just doing experiments and it shows him as a little kid. And then they gradually get into uh, more and more complicated stuff. Kind of, they have like a little montage. And then as it gets later into his adult years, he just becomes so consumed by it that yeah. his friend is just like, what the hell? <laughs> well, but the interesting thing too, is that I, I don't think his fundamental character uh, components really changed throughout the film. Like, as you mentioned, the progression, that was interesting. The age, um, the strenuous things that he's putting himself through and terrible acts that he does, like all that progresses. But his character in terms of like, I'm going to get what I want and I don't care who gets harmed in the way of doing it. it that's him the entire film. The entire film, he's that. And so there's like no development really in his character, which I don't think needs to happen. I mean, I guess the depiction here is that, yeah, he's this fucking psychopath. Well, yeah, he just becomes so consumed by his experiments that he's willing to do whatever it takes to get to the next level. Well, yeah, and the suggestion is this this guy's really smart. I could use his brain. Okay, I'm going to push him over a balcony and kill him. Yeah, and I mean, like, but I think he was always presented as a psychopath. I mean, these examples where he actually kills people, it's like those are just, you know, the act is finally presented for him to do it. I mean, I think you could say within the context of the film that he was a psychopath throughout. Yeah, you could definitely say that. Yeah, um, but it's see. just it's just kind of interesting because I don't remember that in the other Frankenstein movies where he's presented that way. No, and I was thinking like constantly through this film. Although I stopped at a certain point because I actually did start enjoying it, but I'm like, Young Frankenstein is way better than this. Young Frankenstein is way better than this. <laughs> and I mean, I still I think I would probably enjoy Young Frankenstein more too. But I'm a Mel Brooks fan, so. But regardless, I'm like, yeah, but this is a good film. Like, it's yeah, like, well, that's kind of a. It's that movie's trying something totally different. It's oh trying, yeah, yeah. It's going the comedic Mel Brooks style, but in terms of serious Frankenstein movies, this one is really good. Yeah, and especially for being very low budget. I mean, at the time, I think I, I don't know what pounds translate into dollars, but I think it might have been a hundred thousand dollars. And it, for making a film in 1957, that's really not much money. I mean, if you adjust for inflation now, I think that would be like a million dollars or something but for a film to be popular for a million dollars it's like that's pretty rare that's pretty rare to happen and i kind of liked the angle too that they had where it was kind of the relationship between the peter cushion character and uh his friend the what is uh i forget his name the 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 assistant uh robert that kind of record yeah that that character or the actor uh and they kind of the relationship they have where Actually, he kind of blames all of the the Frankenstein's mo- the monster and the creature's faults on that character. He's like, "Oh well, if you hadn't, you know, bashed the brain, like when I was doing that experiment, well, kind and you're of. Upset I mean, with it's me. an empirical question. Or, we don't know. Yeah, yeah. Or if you hadn't shot him, maybe he would have been a genius, and he would would have been, you know, this great creation that I had. And I thought that was a really cool take on it because it was kind of like a what if, like that. You know, you don't really see that presented in the other Frankenstein movies. Yeah, I mean, emotionally, you want to agree with the Robert Court character where it's like, no, this guy is just a, you know, crazed psychopath. But, I mean, the logical progression is like, yeah, I mean, he did fuck the experiment up. and he is, <laughs> Yeah. So it's I, like I, he kind of now, has a now point. I hate he is Robert a psychopath. Urquhart. Now I hate Robert Urquhart and I can't <laughs> yeah. wish Frankenstein had gotten his way. Man... How how films get you to sympathize with psychopaths? <laughs> he had to grab the bag with the brain and bash it against the wall and then shoot Frankenstein. Oh, oh Frankenstein man. We, we should uh, sue Robert Urquhart's acting <laughs> character. Whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I liked the dark ending too. It's just, it just kind of cuts to the guillotine and it's just like, okay, he's going to be executed. Yeah. And he definitely didn't get his way too. like that. There's no proof that he even did his experiment correctly. He just got, well, he only got pinned for one murder. There was like several murders that were never kind of mentioned again, but uh, that his creature had killed. Yeah. But, and I kind of like how the, the, the Robert Urquhart character, he kind of doesn't uh, admit that it was the monster that, actually technically killed her he's like yeah tell him it was the monster like i didn't kill and he, he never admits it so he just kind of well, yeah, peter even cushing there, yeah even there but the peter like, cushing he, character he just comes off creep. like like this psychopathic person so like everybody else in the room like the or like the priest is just going to be like oh maybe you really are just a psychotic person but like, but you can recall in the film that he was psychotic even when the creature did kill his like mistress because yeah you know he locked her in the room with so even there, it's yeah. like, yeah, you might be technically right, but you still basically killed her. So yeah, yeah. It didn't matter. Yeah. It didn't matter. But I'm just saying, like, I kind of liked the angle where he was trying to get uh, him to tell the other people that the monster was real and that it did exist. And he's just like, no, you like, he doesn't go along with it. He's like, oh, you're a crazy person. You killed her. <laughs> like, yeah. I like, mean, he like, doesn't acknowledge that the monster ever really existed. And I mean, like, you can't, they didn't capture the emotional tone uh, correctly, I think, in that scene, but basically it's like yeah he's gaslighting frankenstein and generally when people gaslight each other like oh i just get cringy and i'm like i want to break doors down when that happens like it just sucks but they didn't present it correctly because it's like to the audience it's like well no i mean who cares if you're getting gaslit you definitely killed her yeah so he deserves to be gaslit in that yeah situation yeah but at the same time it's like i hate it when people do that (laughs) yeah yeah. So now I hate Robert Urquhart and I wish, you know, Frankenstein got all his <laughs> desires fulfilled. Um, is there anything else you want to kind of mention about this film? Like anything that kind of pops out to you? Um, I think that I definitely want to check out the sequels now because I want to see where yeah. they take it. Yeah, this is really cool. I wish I'd kind of known about these films beforehand because it's, yeah, it beats a lot of uh, American horror films at the time. Uh, there aren't too many competitors I can think of, but I'm also, I don't look at horror films, so I don't know. Yeah. Well, um, and it's also kind of interesting to see Peter Cushing in kind of a very early role from the fifties. Like this well, is the what was he in? What was he in generally? Well, that I'll, he's famous for, or I mean, uh, not Peter Cushing. I mean, uh, Christopher, uh, Christopher Lee. Lee. Christopher yeah, Lee. Christopher yeah Lee. because like growing up, I always thought of him as like, uh, Count Saruman from Lord of the Rings or Count Dooku or Count Dooku. And then you kind of realize that way back in the fifties and sixties, he was kind of, the icon of hammer horror you can see kind of he was frankenstein's monster i think he also played the mummy monster in the the hammer mummy movies and he was dracula in all of their dracula movies too so he, he was just kind of the british icon for pretty much most of all the big horror movies in a lot of late 50s 60s into the 70s even all right so that was cool okay man. but yeah i would definitely recommend this movie <clears throat> To anybody that wants to see uh, a good Frankenstein movie or a good horror movie from the 50s. Yeah. 50s. Yeah. All right. Well, till next week, dude. So, so until we review the sequels. Till, till, till. Till, till, till. Till, ne- till next time when we but, review the sequel from 1958. But, 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 but bye. Bye. <laughs> That's all, folks. <laughs>